0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Nikki from Michigan. Michigan Nikki. Um, It is my first or second full day here. It's the afternoon already, but it still feels like the morning. I really haven't done anything. I'm alone sitting on a beach. Um, My friends' parents have property on the water. And they have their own little private beach, so if you hear the waves crashing, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that a noise that you would pay for in a white noise machine is playing in the background. What if I just put on a wave sound effect in the background and just and was faking all of this? And I'm just in my room in St. Louis being depressed. Um, that's not the case, but it will be tomorrow because I'm leaving early. I don't know what got into me last night, but um, staying for uh three more days felt too much in terms of like what am I gonna do with myself there's there's no plans here it's too it's too free it's too open um I'm feeling this crazy urge to like get my life started in St. Louis outside of my parents house which I kind of began the process right before I left here I was looking at apartments I was looking at cars I just want to go back and get that stuff done sooner than saturday. So I was supposed to leave on saturday and s- instead I'm leaving tomorrow which is um thursday at the crack of dawn. And um yeah, it's it is weird. I don't know if you've ever been um on a trip with a family that you're staying with and then you decide to leave early and trying not to get everyone to take it personally. It's a little awkward because it isn't personal. I love this family and um, I'm having a blast with my friend and her husband and spending time together. And I just felt yesterday, I was like, we got so much hang time in what I really came up here for was just nurturing emotional conversation with a best friend. And then her husband happens to be someone I went to, you know, high school with. So there's just a comfortability there. Also, I just need more friends, I think. And I think I took two flights. I flew all day to come have a conversation with a friend. And I think, I could just do that over FaceTime, but it is beautiful up here and I'm just not someone who really enjoys outdoor activities, as you guys know. I mean, I will do them, but I don't know. Um, I've done all I've wanted to do here, which is see how beautiful it is, relax a little bit, um, walk around a house that I haven't been in in 20 years, that I have lots of memories in, see all the things that I've, it's almost like visiting a museum. And I just want to, like, see it, and then I don't need to stay at the museum. But um, I'll probably regret leaving. That's the thing. Like, I regret everything I do. But I really did overshoot scheduling this trip for five days. Um, It's too long for me. I'm so used to just traveling on the road and being in and out of a city. And I think a lot of people go, you're going to travel seven hours to go for three hours or for three days to a place that's not worth it? Well, that's what I used to do every single weekend. Traveling to me is not something that I really um, feel that much like, oh my God, I'm traveling, like I like traveling. I mean, right now it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's not as fun because I have to wear a face shield because people are fucking idiots and won't wear their mask on a plane or they just like reluctantly do it or have it on loose. Ugh, God, You're you're such an asshole if you don't wear a mask when other people around you are wearing a mask. You're you're just the biggest asshole, and I hope you stop listening to this podcast. If you're someone, I understand not wanting to wear a mask. But if people around you are wearing a mask, equals it matters to them that you wear a mask. You're 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 not a good person. You're selfish. That means you put yourself over other people, which is important to do at times. I understand that. Thinking like you know what, I I I don't need to do this thing. I'm not going to do everything just to please other people. I get that. You know, I'm on board with that. That's why I'm chicken early um if I were 22 I would just stay here because I would feel bad about leaving and I would want the family not to think that I was leaving because of them even though I'm not so I would just stay and then last night I'm in bed and I'm like I'm a 36 year old woman like I'm close to 40 and when I was a kid when I looked at women my age I was like they just do what they want Nikki do what you want don't worry about if her family is gonna think something of you which wouldn't even be true you know so I just did what I want now that's different than going into being at a gate where everyone around you within six feet is wearing a mask and then you don't have one on because it's not necessary that you have to like necessarily like there's no by the way if you're in an airport it does say to wear a mask but because no one's really enforcing it you can just sit there without one you're such an asshole you, you, you just are. You were, maybe you were born that way. Maybe you lack empathy for other people. Maybe it's just you're a sociopath, so you can't even. I, I feel sad for you if you can't find it in your heart, a place where you, where you would want to put on a mask because other people around you are wearing it. Because if it's important to them, their safety, wouldn't, shouldn't it be important to you? I don't know. There's probably a better analogy to compare it to but, than the seatbelt thing, but that really worked for me the other day to explain to you guys. I just I, it's so funny to me my mom and I went looking for an apartment the other day and this woman showed us we, w- we went to this listing we met the real estate agent inside this apartment she didn't have a mask on we both came in with masks my mom is old er, this woman was older this woman was older than my mom and she didn't put one on and it's just like okay we get that you were fine not having it it, it immediately this woman wanted to be my real estate agent and I'm like no not gonna fly it also didn't fly that she legit was like I was telling her about like what I was looking for and you know the we we're just having small chat, chit chat, just sharing droplets in the the foyer. And um so I was just like sucking in her droplets, like just telling her about my life. And she said that she had a a a son. She was like, "Oh, my son is single." I'm like, "I'm a single woman. I need safety." She's like, "My son is single." And I'm like, "Oh, but and at first I hadn't really processed like you're not wearing a mask and I don't want want to even like the idea of you being my mother-in-law just terrifies me. Um, I didn't say that. I just go, Oh, and she was like, Oh, he's in school for so-and-so like, and I go, how old is he? Just because he's in school. And she goes, um, we don't celebrate birthdays. So I don't know. And, um, okay. So I know she's a Jehovah's witness. I mean, that's the only religion I know who doesn't celebrate birthdays. I'm sure there's other ones, but she was a white lady and, I was just what so she said she didn't know now couldn't you ballpark it couldn't you just be like I th- or just lie or is that a point of pride to be like I don't know how old my son is my mom goes 7 40 like can you just give us a an e- a rough estimate so I don't know what my point was about that she didn't have a mask on I um so I'm leaving tomorrow Getting back to my life. Going to look for a new place to live. Thank you so much for all your messages. I want to share some with you guys that I've gotten recently. Um, A lot of people wrote me about, not a lot of people, but told me about where they were when that fucking ballistic missile um, alert went off in Hawaii. You know, the one where I I told you that Jim Carrey's sharing a picture. Like Jim Carrey's, the cover of his new book is his face when he thought he was going to die. And um, speaking of, I watched so much footage of the fucking explosion in Beirut last night. I couldn't sleep. I didn't get to bed until 4 in the morning. And we went to sleep at 10. I was in bed for... I can't even do the math on that because I'm so tired. Six hours I was in bed. On my phone, reading about Beirut. Trying to go on Reddit. Trying to read other stuff. Forget about Beirut. And then being like, you can't forget about Beirut. Think of what that would be like. I mean, like, I just my heart is broken for all of those people in a second someone said like in in two seconds the damage that was done was more than like so much war that they had seen and just seeing you know footage of people when it the first one went off and then what they did before the second and the shock waves I mean if you haven't looked at the footage and exposed yourself to the horror of that situation maybe you need to just to be very grateful that you're not there I almost feel just guilty that I'm not there. I have, like, survivors guilt, even though I'm not even anywhere close to it. I'm just like, why did that happen to those people and not to, to me? You know? I know that's a ridiculous thing to think, but it wasn't. It was just... What, what happened? A fire started, and there's fucking plutonium. I don't know the, the, the element that lit on fire and exploded, but that was fucking horrifying. I don't need to tell you that. You really if you haven't looked at the stuff, you need to go look at it and honor those victims. And I haven't even looked at the death toll today. But I, you know, people are just guessing it's quadruple what they were saying. And it's just, I mean, I was looking at all the rubble and thinking, I mean, it looks like a post-apocalyptic movie. Like some of the shots, it's just, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And just imagine being there and all those people just like living their day already struggling with, being in quarantine and then oh, it was just, I saw this one footage of this dad with his son and you could just see that like, he thought their, their lives were over. There's something to me about when people think everything's over, what they do and what they think and how they act and seeing footage of a father just cowering with his son and like trying to find some kind of coverage in their apartment, which there was none, and then it's just heartbreaking. So someone wrote to me about the ballistic thing and said cuz I was asking if you were in Hawaii when that text went off like what did you what did you do? And someone wrote to me um I was in the Hawaii, I was in Hawaii when the ballistic missile notification went off. It was terrifying. I was staying on the Big Island at this inn at the top of the mountain near a private waterfall. My friend and I went to the breakfast area kind of panicking and asking if anybody got the alert. It was a lot of middle-aged couples, and they all just kept eating their waffles, unaware or not too nervous. Then my instinct was to, like, find shelter and figure out where is the safest place to go. Some insane survival mode, like, I can dodge this. I called my parents, freaking out. They stayed calm and were checking the news and felt confident it had to be an error. They heard nothing of the attacks. It was horrifying. That's a crazy one. Someone else wrote me that they were wiping their daughter's butt. Their daughter was... 26 I mean I don't mean to make fun of that there are definitely people who wipe their 26 year old daughter's ass um because of whatever reason so I'm not trying to make fun of that but someone wrote to me that they were like wiping their baby daughter's butt and the they the thing went off and their wife started freaking out and I can't find it it was such a good description I didn't screenshot it unfortunately but they said that they just like calmed their wife down and were just like Talked their wife into being calm somehow. I think the guy said, I don't know how I did it, but my, you know, I think this was within minutes. I don't know how long it went on. Talked his wife into being calm and then went back to wiping his baby's butt like very calmly and then like finished putting on the diaper. Just being like, just processing the end. Cause I was thinking about it yesterday with my friend Hala. We were talking about like, I think we were talking about, we were talking about how we all don't drink. Both me, her and her husband don't drink. They've been sober about a year and I've, coming up on nine years in in December and if I knew the world was ending like tomorrow would I get wasted and that's a great question and the answer is no and I think that answers a lot about how you want to live your life now because it could end any second and so I I don't know I've never thought about that I mean there was a part of me that thought if I knew the world was ending I would try heroin just so I could be like out of it for when it happened but I don't even think I'd do that What am I talking about? I'm in Michigan. I'm staring at the water. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to go to a thing called the Tower of Trees or the Tunnel of Trees. I'm going to go take some pictures. Yesterday, I did a fake, I did a Taylor Swift shoot in the woods to copy all of her album imagery for folklore. Because I have a bunch of shows to announce four to be exact. I've been saying them wrong this whole time. My apologies to Yarmouth, Massachusetts. I've been saying your name. I've been saying you're in New York. It's not that. So I got four dates coming up. My dad is going to be on the road with me. Andrew Collins is going to be on the road with me. Emil Joaquin, Ari Finling, lots of names. Maybe some more special guests. Doing drive-ins and like these outdoor shows. Please come out. Please buy tickets. Please lower your expectations. I will regale you with jokes and try to do my very best, but. I got to get back to St. Louis because I got to go work on material, to be honest. This weekend, the Funny Bone is open. There's people sitting inside listening to comedy. And the last time I did it, they didn't have their masks on. People inside, I mean, there's ventilation and there's like fans blowing through, but I did comedy on stage with a mask. And I will continue to do that this weekend and just walk on stage and then walk out. If you want to risk coming to see me? Fine. But I would wear a mask. But I can't make these people wear a mask inside. And I'm not promoting the shows That's what I'm saying I'm not promoting these Don't come Because you'll have another chance To see me in a safer time But the people are already Going to be there And I'm, I need to figure out If things I'm thinking are funny You guys aren't telling me I'm just kidding Yes you are You're DMing me all the time I almost was going to ask you guys And I know this is like Not your job But if there's anything That I've ever said on the podcast That you're like That would be a funny bit To bring on stage Or a story to tell I just talk on this thing And then I send it off I never write anything down If you can remember a bit that you're like, I think you should explore that, fucking send it to me. I need some help putting jokes together because Glazedalk's not getting on stage right now. And if I'm not getting on stage, material's not being made. So any kind of help would be great. The rest of the day, I am going to enjoy my last uh, last day here. Um, I wanted to see if I wanted to cover any more things with you. Let's take a break and, and I'll, I'll, com- I'll compile myself. That's not a word. That's not a thing. And I'll let you know what else I have to tell you. It'll be good though, I promise you. So stay tuned for the next half of the pod. All righty, I am back. Still in the same spot. Got my thoughts together. Wanted to read some um, other listeners' DMs that they've sent me along the way regarding some things that I've talked about on the show just recently, actually. Um So I talked to you guys the other day about the guy on the plane that I met that I was having a fun time with, really projecting a lot about our future and how we would spend it. I mean, you can go listen to what I said about it on Whitney's podcast, Whitney Cummings podcast. Good for you. That's the name of it. I wasn't saying I wasn't being sarcastic. And... It wasn't fair to him because I was like already thinking about our future together in such a way that is just, I found it so comical. I noted it to myself as it was happening because I thought he was single. I like was for sure that he was single because no mention of a girlfriend and for three hours of communicating, I was just like, there's just no way he has one. There's no ring. He did mention a girlfriend at some point, but he w- made a point to be like, that was an ex-girlfriend, not like a current situation. And I was like, okay. So I was just like, I was sure of it. So once I got the clearance that he didn't have a girlfriend, or at least in my mind, I thought he didn't, I really started planning our life together. There was even one point where he said that he was thinking about moving to San Diego. And I was like, you haven't even asked me if I want to move there or if I could see my life there. I'm not joking you. We had not even been flirtatious yet. And I was already getting mad that he wanted to move to a city that I don't know if I'm comfortable moving to yet. That's how insane I can be. And I don't think I'm alone. Like there's little things that guys can say that you're just like, oh, well, OK, I didn't I don't think that I want that like on a first date. Even like, you know, saying that they don't want kids or they want kids either way, I will get mad because I'm like, well, I don't know if I want kids or I don't know if I don't want kids. OK, he just like he's already made up his mind. OK, then I'm not going to be the girl for him and this is over. Like I jump that I jump to that. So it's, it's wild. And I probably was only attracted to him. Let's be honest with ourselves because deep down subconsciously I knew he was unavailable. Because like I said, he didn't give me any indication that he was available. Um so this guy wrote me about after listening to Whitney's podcast and telling talking about this guy. I assume this is a guy. Let me see. Yeah. His name is Fernando. Hi Nikki, I listened to your episode on Whitney's podcast. I felt compelled to let you know that I believe that you are wrong about how the guy felt on your airplane story. You said he wasn't into you and he should have let you know from the beginning that he is a girlfriend. I've had an experience similar to yours, but I was the guy in the story. I think you read it wrong. He was super into you, so he didn't tell you about his girlfriend for all that time. He was not going to offer that info because he's technically not lying, so he didn't feel like flirting with you was wrong. Once you asked a question that required him to lie, sorry about the... Sorry about the man on the motorcycle okay so he didn't feel like flirting was with you was wrong once you asked a question that required him to lie about his relationship he decided not to probably because he cares about his girlfriend and he had to confront the fact that he was behaving in a way that she wouldn't approve he had feelings for you I'm sure okay thank you for that I don't think you're wrong like honestly I'm an attractive woman he's an attractive man those feelings just don't go away or like you're your desire to get validated through flirtation that you don't think is going to go anywhere beyond that. I mean, I I honestly if I was this guy's girlfriend, I would not have cared for how he behaved with me or that he didn't mention a girlfriend. But I'm a weirdo. I would have if if given this other scenario, given the flip side, if I was that guy's girlfriend, I would love to hear about how he met this girl on a plane and how she was probably into him and how for so for how her face fell after three hours when he he said girlfriend and how her eyes kind of teared up in rage. And like literally, I'm so glad he couldn't see my face when he said girlfriend because I couldn't hide my disappointment. Like it was, it was just like, it sent a shiver through my body. Cause it was mostly rage though, because I felt like, God, I'm wasting my time. These guys never want to like actually like me. They just want like a picture with me or they just want to, you know, he was, he was a fan. And I felt like, God, I don't know the difference between a fan and a guy that fucking likes me. And I wasn't mad at him. I was just mad at myself. Because, oh, Nikki, you thought this guy liked you. You dumb, dumb girl. Um, But you're not wrong. I've been in that scenario before where I had a boyfriend. And I wouldn't mention. The thing is, I wouldn't mention a girlfriend or having a boyfriend. Because I wouldn't want this guy to suddenly dismiss me. So maybe he was doing that. Like, this girl's this girl, I want to talk to this girl who I'm a fan of. If I say I have a girlfriend, she probably won't want to talk to me anymore. And I like talking to her because we have – she's fun to talk to. Not that I want to stick my dick in her. But, like, if I mention I have a girlfriend, then the conversation might be over. Because that's how I feel a lot of times as a woman when I mention I have a boyfriend or when I mention I'm seeing someone or especially if I get married, men aren't going to want to talk to me anymore or have anything to do with me. And it's a complex that I carry over from this fucking awful dude. I wish I could tell you his name, but he has a – um his brother was a comedian. His brother was one of the most abusive, terrible assholes I've ever like met in my life. Just someone who was the meanest guy ever. He was this comedian that isn't that funny and never was successful, was maybe in a couple commercials, but he was just such a fucking asshole. Like, a, truly a sociopath. You may have heard this story before, but I'll try to make it quick. I was at a party once, and I was terrified of this guy. Terrified of him. And his little like friends that were all mean. His friends I've become better friends with, but he was like the ringleader of just psychopathy and just emotionless, always would make girls cry. He was like famous for making girls cry and picking on their insecurities and being very specific about like their insecurities, bringing up their daddy issues, bringing up their body issues, whatever it is. Just like in in person, like saying it to their face. Like he, he loved making, he definitely tortured animals on the weekend and probably the weekdays because this guy didn't really have a job. So I was at this Halloween party. I was twenty. It doesn't matter how yo- I was young. It was 2008, 24. I'm at this holiday- this Halloween party. I'm already intimidated because there's lot of comedians from the comedy store who are like so cool there and I'm just like trying to inch my way in. And I'm terrified of this guy anyway because he's been so mean in the past and I just avoided him because I, kn- I knew he could easily be like you're fat, you're ugly, you have zits, you're an alcoholic, like all the things that I was so insecure about at that time, he would have like called me out for in-, in front of people. And so I was terrified of him saw so him at this party just like nodded in his direction he called me over and was like actually engaging in like good conversation like being friendly asking about my night talking about costumes like just making jokes and it was him and this other guy and I've told this story before so I really apologize if you've heard it but it's just so insane so then we're at this party and my roommate was also there my roommate was not a comedian but I brought her along because she like she needed a group of friends she was also really fun to have around until she got wasted and then she was kind of embarrassing and like all over the place and really loud and just like you know, intimidated by comedians, so I think kind of going out of her way to, like, be more fun than she really needed to be. And, you know, it, it. and when she got drunk, it was, like, embarrassing. Just like any girl getting too drunk in their 20s is embarrassing. Just like I could be too embarrassing. But this night, she was particularly so. And I was just trying to, like... Talk to like, I think that sometimes for me, gossiping and shit talking is currency with people, and it's really a thing I've tried to get away from in my life of just, oh, I want these people to like me, so I'm gonna give them this like shit talky little experience where they feel like they're in with me. It's like, or that we have something like I'm giving, it's like a gift. Like, instead of bringing like a charcuterie platter to a house, I'll like bring gossip. Be like oh can we talk about this person and so it's it's just not not a really healthy way to create a connection with someone but in this situation I was drinking at the time I was young and this guy really scared me so I talked shit about my roommate to these two guys I was just like oh my god because my roommate was like screaming about something in the corner and I was like she's so humiliating oh my god she's my roommate I don't even want her here I just like made it worse than it was just to like spice up the story you know and I swear to you, it went from me saying, she's so obnoxious. Like, I literally can't believe I brought her. I'm so embarrassed. She's, ugh. And then I'm just, like, bitching about her. And in the middle of me bitching, they go, what's her name? And I'm like, Andrea. And he goes, oh, Andrea. And he calls to her. Like, like that. Like, literally, what's her name? Like, asking, like, he's almost, like, secretive. Like, well, what's her name? And I'm like, Andrea. And he goes, Andrea. And she looks over. And she's across the room. And I go, what the fuck is going on? He's like, Come here. He calls her over and I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm shocked. I just went from talking so much shit about this girl. What is he doing? She comes over drunk. She's like, what? And he's like, um, your roommate hates you. Nikki, like, doesn't like you and she, like, regrets bringing you and you're really embarrassing her. And I was like, I mean, what would you have done? I I, I was just like, David, shut up. I, What are you talking about? I didn't. I was just like, I, I just denied it. And luckily she was drunk enough that either she forgot about it or she could pretend that she was drunk enough that she forgot. And then we never talked about it. But I really, I mean, it was, I've never seen anyone do something like that. Backstab in such a blatant way. It was almost refreshing to see someone be so insane so quickly and to not even wonder if they're going to betray you. Just see them do it in front of you. I mean, it was like King Joffrey style cruelty. I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but it gives me the sense of that. I only saw the first episode. That kid seemed like a little twat. So, anyway, that guy, that psychopath, had a brother who was equally mean, a brother that would just come to comedy shows around the LA area. And I think he like fancied himself a comedian too. But he went up to me after a show in like 2007. When I was just, I bombed too. It was just one where I would, I just tanked in front of like Jesselnik and I just thought Nick was like the fucking coolest and I wanted to be, he was the cool guy on the scene. I'm like, oh my God, now he thinks I'm terrible. He won't help me get on show. Like I was just so humiliated. This guy comes up to me after the show and was like, Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, when you mentioned that you have a boyfriend on stage, everyone tunes out. Okay. So this must've been 2009. Cause I didn't have a boyfriend in 2000, January, 2009. My first boyfriend in my life. I was 25, um, 24. And he's like, everyone tunes out, no one listens to you. And I really took that to heart. I know he was being an asshole just like his brother, but I do feel that when men find out they can't fuck you and that there's not a future there, you have lost currency and you've lost their attention. So sometimes, it's all getting back to the fact that sometimes when I would have a boyfriend and I would want to befriend a male for whatever reason, because they were a good person to know and to work with, not just to climb, don't make it about that, but just like someone, you you want them in your corner you don't mention a boyfriend because you know that there's some motivation for them to talk to you because they think they might be able to fuck you. By the way, since when do boyfriends make it so that you can't you can't fuck someone? People would be cheating all the time. Not me, but like, I don't know. So I just related to that man. That's all to say that maybe that's maybe that was his motivation. He didn't like me. But in order for me to want to talk to him, he had to be single. Who knows? Okay. So someone else wrote to me Okay. So I've been talking to you before about meditations that Sam Harris does. I meditated this morning. I do TM for those of you who are interested. I've kind of gotten away from the Sam Harris app just because it was something I picked up when I fell away from TM. TM just like I got trained in it. I took the course. It makes sense for me. Look into it if you want to try it out. It is like the gentlest practice. You can never fuck it up. You're never doing it wrong. No matter if you do it the worst way possible, you're still not doing it wrong. It's awesome. Sam Harris Meditation is the best way, I find, for someone to get involved in meditation for free. It's the Waking Up app. If you can't afford it, there's a new meditation every day. There's a 50-day course. They do not pay me. They do not even care that I'm doing this. They don't need this. But I, I just find that it's a great app to learn how to meditate. There's 50 days where you just meditate for 10 minutes a day for 50 days straight. And you don't even have to do it straight, just 50 days. And then once you go through all those 50 days you just every day there's a new meditation for you to do on your own through the app and there's also these amazing lessons the waking up app is uh, honestly one of the best apps ever but there's one meditation he does on those called Metta. I don't know why it's said that way but it is and it's like you wish loving kindness onto another stranger you just all you think is about how much you pick someone that you either have no, no kind of contentious relationship with not like your mom not your sister not a person you work with someone you have like neutral feelings towards and you just wish them love and kindness and happiness and for them to never feel any pain and he guides you in just wishing these things because when you radiate those things and wish them for someone else you ultimately realize that you are a good person who wants those things and it makes you feel good inside I've struggled with this meditation before because sometimes I only I want people to like I think about my nephew a lot of times I have an uncomplicated relationship with my nephew I only love him. I only want what's best for my nephew. It is just this you know the love. It's like your son but not even close. Just kidding. I love my nephew as much as I could love anything because I don't have children of my own, but I always pick him. But even him I'm like I don't want him to not suffer in his life cuz all the meditation is like may you never find may you never suffer. May you never feel pain. I'm like I hope he does because pain then he'll be a good musician. He'll be a good artist you need pain. So I don't want like longing, long lasting pain, but yeah, if he gets heartbroke, I want him to experience heartbreak. It's like a really crazy emotion and it sucks, but it's like you come out the other end so much better. So I just really struggled with like wishing good for all people, for anyone, just only good. And I could never find someone to like think about, but then someone sent me this. I meditate because of you. This is from, um, Uh, he, him, his. So someone who, I don't know what their name is, but they definitely are, uh, they choose the pronouns he, him, his. I meditate because of you, heart emoji. And I also had a hard time with the meta practice until I saw Mark with two dinosaur emojis on Love, Love on the Spectrum. You know, Love on the Spectrum, the show that I'm obsessed with that I honestly haven't found someone who's watched it and hasn't enjoyed it. And I swear to you, you're like, Nikki, I don't want to try it out. It's so sh- – the episode you, you will be begging for more episodes. It flies by. There's, like, four episodes. It's, like, it's not enough. Mark – Mark on Love on the Spectrum, I just wrote to the person, well, now I'm going to think of Mark because Mark on Love on the Spectrum is the guy that's obsessed with dinosaurs, and he is nothing but joyous and, like, has just such a good outlook, and I want him to experience no pain. Oh, not a stitch of it, and I don't know why – he is someone that I could picture that for but I just love that someone wrote that to me because it combined two things that I've been talking about on the show please go watch love on the spectrum and look at Mark Mark knows everything about dinosaurs he could never be with someone who didn't love dinosaurs the guy that is interviewing him about finding love is like and Mark wants to find love so bad I honestly think maybe I'm meant to be with Mark but and that feels weird to say because he does have like the kind of outlook of a, of a child but actually children are more fussy than Mark Mark is just positivity wants to be better wants to learn how to like communicate with people just is so sweet Mark if you're out there I'll I would love to just talk to you I don't know if I want to date but like I I just love you I, I hope you're dating someone already Mark I'm even scared to look it up to see these the updates of these people I really want him to find love you'll know how I feel once you see it but the interview is asking him questions and he's like could you ever be with someone who didn't love dinosaurs? And he shook his head like just so adamantly. Just no, never. It was like, it's so cute to see that if someone wasn't into dinosaurs. And I was wondering if I have something like that. Like if you're not into, I mean, there's definitely political things. And, you know, if you're someone who doesn't wear a mask at a gate, I will never want to be with you. You're just not, a, You're not, like I said, you're an asshole. You're total asshole and there's no justification for it. If you do have some good justification, DM me and I'll maybe give it a look. But I mean, in terms of like they have to like something, I don't know if I could be with someone who doesn't like music. You can like different music, but someone who doesn't like music, that would be a red flag for me. I really enjoy music. Um, I couldn't be with someone who likes the outdoors. Just kidding. Um, I actually need that because I want someone to pull me out of my shell and make me do things and experience nature, which I'm going to go do by looking at some trees and um, I haven't gotten into the water yet. Cause it's fucking 70 something degrees and I really underestimated and I bought a new swimsuit for this trip. And I took a picture in my swimsuit in the wood yesterday because I'm recreating this Taylor Swift picture where she's very, very tiny in the corner, which I find is the best picture to take on Instagram. I am so sick of p- seeing girls posing and just looking hot on Instagram. I, I know it's, like I said it the other day, it's been going on forever on Instagram. I don't know why it's just now dawning on me how stupid it is. It's just so stupid. It's just, look at me. It's just like, it's so empty. And I'm not being existential here. I'm not trying to be like, I'm gonna get off social media. I'm not, I just, for some reason, it clicked into focus of how self-serving and how sad it is. Like, I just see sadness. And when I post it, I only see sadness of like, tell me I'm pretty. So there's this picture of Taylor Swift on her album where she's the tiniest thing in the corner and you can barely see her, but it's all these big wooded trees. And that's the one I'm recreating. And I might stand in my swimsuit just because I can't find a coat that is the same as hers in the shot. And I also don't. And I just got a new swimsuit that is completely going to waste And my body is not terrible right now, and I feel like it's the best it's ever going to be. So I might as well have have a tiny, tiny swimsuit picture in the corner. And not because I want people to be like, you're hot, I love your body. But, like, just to honor this moment in my life when I bought a a, a swimsuit, finally, thank you for all your suggestions months and months ago. I finally, I I got it from Striped and Solid. That's the company if you want to go check it out. I got the one that's, like, orange and pink striped if you want to go check that out. I think there's only one on the site. Get a medium if you think you're a small. Get a fucking large if you think you're a medium. That would be my advice. But I'm going to go take that picture in the woods because I took it yesterday and it wasn't exactly a replica of the Taylor Swift one, and I need it to be look exactly like it. So I'm dragging my friend out there again to, to reshoot it. Um, I really think her family's story of me up here is going to be that Nikki came up to take a picture for her Instagram. And it's like the opposite of how I want to be perceived by anyone but I do need to promote my outdoor shows. So go get tickets to those. I need new photos and that's what I'm doing because no one takes a picture of me in my fucking family's house. So I need to get my friend to go do it in the woods. It's humiliating being someone who has to self promote because it's either selfies or you have to ask someone to take your picture or you have to hire someone to take your picture. In which case if you're hiring them then you have to invest so much in hair and makeup and like a cute outfit and it's just all too much. It's all too much. I'm going to go celebrate my last day in Michigan. I love you all for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, when back in St. Louis, bright and early, squirt, squirt, a G-G-G-G-G-G-Ackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.